With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rip straight into it. We'll delay the sermon because our our next guest um, has a busy day ahead and is uh, low on time. And that is why we absolutely love the fact he's uh, taking our call, Rob Van Royen. Robert Van Royen joins us from Stuff Fine Rugby Rider. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this fine Friday? Yeah, good thanks, mate. All well. New rugby season started, right? The new season's on us. (laughs) <laughs> it comes around quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, like under the current system, we, we have a good idea of what these teams are with with you know mm. the longer term contracting model, so on and so forth. But there still is something to see all those names down on paper, all thirty eight uh, uh, you know names in each and every squad. So I don't know how you want to pick a path through this. Should we start with the best of last year, the the Crusaders and Chiefs? Um, Lots of changes, especially with the Crusaders, but what, do we expect them just to roll on like the machine they have been for a number of years? Yeah, I don't know if I'll quite roll on just like that, um, and the main reason, and it's not the fact that they've uh, lost Razor, I mean, sure, that's contributing, but I think, you know, Richie Moanga, the loss of him, but they don't win seven titles in seven years without him, I mean, it's just apparent how influential he he was to this team. Sam Whitelock's a big loss. Um, they're, the, they're the two big ones for them. So I, I, they'll be there or thereabouts. And and I, when I look at the when I look across the team's name yesterday, the, the, the Crusaders and the Chiefs stand out for me last year's two finalists. Um, and, and the Blues aren't far away. So and Brumbies are also looking strong, despite they've lost Nick White to the, the Western Force. So they're, they're the ones that stand out. Um, the Chiefs, you know, they've lost. You talk about the Crusaders losing lots of players. They sure have. I mean, but the Chiefs have lost 400 plus caps of experience you know, next season. Yeah. Sure, Sam Kane's coming back uh, after a sabbatical. But yeah, um, I do like the look of that Chiefs squad as a whole, though. Look, looks very, uh, looks primed to have a real good shot at going one step uh, further. Mm. When you look at the Crusaders, though, there's still lots of international ta- talent uh, up front, out the back. So uh, what are the big questions they need to answer, though? Is it filling that number 10 position? We all know the history of Super Rugby. If you want to win a title, your 10 needs to be pretty darn good, and they've had an amazing one in recent years. That's right, yeah. Yeah, number 10's the bigger yeah. And the big thing there on top of losing Mwanga is, yeah, Fergus Burke was looking set to, to slot in there, and, and he was playing with a lot of confidence. Canterbury obviously did his Kelly's and won't be back until, but they're saying maybe week 10, um, yeah, April, late April, he could be back from that. So, um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, because he, he played a lot of fullback for them this year and he, and he was really just starting to look comfortable playing at Super Rugby level finally. So, a uh, big loss because now they, they, they're going to a season with um, Taha Kamara and Rivers Rohana. They've got, they've got about 11 Super Rugby caps between them. Um, look, Lee Halfpenny, just like what he said to me last week, about being open to playing 10. Look, Rob Penny ruled him out as a. As a option to play 10, which is fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's, and, and he also essentially used to see David Havili, there's no plans to move him at 10, and in the past um, Scott Robertson did play Havili at 10 when they were short, so 
Um, yeah, but Kamara's got a bright future. They have hindered a bit this year. Injuries, and he played a couple of games, so they really want to get a few more minutes into him this year to prepare him to take over or help take over with Fergus Burke. Um, but elsewhere, like they're loaded at prop, aren't they? Even with Ollie Jaeger. Oh, yeah. With, um, early release, uh, that's, it looks like he's off to Munster, the word is this morning. So, um, but, but, you know, you saw Fletcher Newell and to Mighty Williams, uh, Joe Moody's there, who was you know, not far away from the All Blacks again this year. George Bauer, another All Black, um, he's yeah. he's looking good to come back for, for round one. And, and at Hooker, even with Cody Taylor taking a break, they've got George Bell, who's going to be the Crusaders' long-term Hooker moving forward. Anyway, um, Brody McAllister, Awani Moanani, look, they they really are pretty stacked across the board still. Yeah, they grow props on trees, have for years, incredible depth there, um, and they add an, a dynamic Levi Armour to a stacked back line. Uh, you mm. can see why mm. uh, the TAB quite high on them. They're high on the Chiefs too. Not as high as Brad Webber, who, who's obviously one of the, de- the, the key departures, uh, on Twitter saying, oh, what a squad, ready to go one better. Uh, you can understand <laughs> if Chiefs fans feel like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not surprised. I mean, gee, you're looking at those outside backs. So, I mean, it's impressive. And, and Damien McKenzie's back. They've got plenty. They've got so much um, firepower. I quite like um, quite like the addition of Jimmy Tupo up in the forwards. Well, former Blues and uh, Crusaders front um, forward there. So, yeah, the Chiefs are looking very, very good. Um, yeah, uh, Brad Weber. Brad Weber, I'm surprised he, I'm not surprised to see that. But, yeah, he's, he's a significant loss himself. So they've got some good halfbacks coming through. Um, and, look, that's how good that round one Chiefs-Crusaders in Hamilton rematch of the final going to be. Oh, massive, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, elsewhere, the Highlanders. Um, 14 mm. newcomers. There's not a whole lot of international calibre there. It's um, sort of a de- developmental year. It's probably the nice way to describe it. Yeah, and prob- I'll probably uh, make years plural. It's probably going to be a couple of two or three years. I even said this year, I said a few times that they're going to get they're going to get worse before they get better, which is saying something because they were pretty poor the last couple of years. Um, so, uh, look, when you, they've lost their two best players, Aaron Smith and, and Shannon Frizzell, so uh, huge losses. And they've also, and don't underestimate the guys, you know, guys like Josh Dixon and Marino, Michaeli too, also leaving. He was outstanding uh, number eight for them, uh, loose forward the last couple of years. I do like the Tavatama Naiwai edition. Um, lots of talk from of Moana Pacifica losing Levi Moore and how big that was. But Tavatama Naiwai was equally as um, explosive on the wing for them. So, yeah, huge loss. But Highlanders gain. Um, I actually was a few years back, I was sort of thinking the Highlanders might have nabbed him um, earlier. But um, he, he finally got down there. So, good addition. But, yeah, as I said, they're gonna. They'll be probably get worse before they get better, and they're gonna need. They're really. They're hoping and they're putting their faith in these young guys. Um, obviously, and of course, there's no guarantees that they'll. That it, that it'll. Uh, these young guys will either become what they that they hope. They, um, so look, they'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, reality is, hey, five five wins can get you into the playoffs in this competition. They're right. Yeah. Uh, the, the Hurricanes, I, I view them as a team. There's reasons to dream, but there's reasons to be a little bit concerned. Who's going to own the number 10 jersey once again? And uh, there's no best player on the planet, Artie Savia. Yeah, I mean, Artie Savia, huge, huge. Um, sure, Karif, Karifi's there. And look, Brad Shields is back. Uh, it was quite good for Wellington this year, but he's not going to be the Brad Shields before he went to 
to England. Um, you're number 10 for them. I mean, Aidan Morgan, he's never really convinced convinced me. Um, Brick Cameron, yeah, again, like I know there was, there was quite a lot of talk about his move there, but like he's someone that, uh, he's a frustrating player, I've always found. He spends a lot of time at the Crusaders, of course, and just those, if he can just, just those little unforced errors, missing touch, just, just a lot of that creeps into his game. Um, yeah, some of, just the, as I say, those wee unforced errors with Brett Cameron. So the number 10's a big question mark for them, but look, they've still got, still got the, um, those like of Geordie Barrett, and um, they'll, they'll still, I, I like Harry Godfrey as well, it looks to be a lot more of him this year. Ruben Love, and, and Josh Morby's another player um, who showed quite a lot this year as well, so um, they'll still play that at typical Hurricanes rugby um, whether it's good enough to match it with the, especially consistently with the Chiefs and Crusaders and, and, and Blues to an extent uh, we'll see Yeah, I, I probably have the Blues the third best New Zealand site that's probably fair isn't it? Mm. Yeah agreed agreed and look they've lost obviously Bowden Barrett's probably the one that a lot of people will think of but you know I, I think Tom Robinson a guy like that you know, shame to see someone like him move on Um yeah, yeah. I mean, Bowden Barrett, it sounds like, well, it sounds like he's going to be back. Not necessarily. We'll see if it's for the Blues or not uh, after after his time in, in Japan. But, yeah, I'd have the Blues as a third-best team at this stage. Um, not a huge amount of change to their team outside of Bowden Barrett and Cody leaving. Obviously, Roger Tullivastashek, Nipo Leilala is another loss. Um, yeah, again, so that'll be interesting what they do at, at you know, Stephen Perifetta. And Luke, I like the look at, um, of Lucas Cashmore. Um, Perifetta wasn't um, he was always playing more fullback for Taranaki this year in the MPC um, with young Josh Jacob shining there. So, yeah, be interesting what they do at 10 as well. Uh, Rob, really appreciate your time. I know you've got a scarper in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I just want to get on to this. Your colleague, Paul Cully, of course, does great work with stuff and also contributed to the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday, tweeting, New Zealand Rugby's Chris Lendrum says the Super Rugby Commission will be fully up and running in the first half of 2024. The search for the CEO and director's Search on for the CEO and the directors. Uh, for the uninitiated, uh, what is the commission going to do? Well, essentially, it's going to oversee the competition, right? I mean, it's pretty to think. I mean, right now, you know, every professional competition essentially around the world has got a, a commissioner or a chief executive, a boss. I mean, just someone to go to who who the the, the boss, right? And this competition just doesn't have that, which is quite farcical. Which is why at the moment, it's, you know, we have all the the issues of New Zealand rugby say one thing. Uh, you have emails coming in from Sansa, Australia rugby are saying something else. This is actually going to give a commissioner, chief executive, a board for the comp- to make decisions around the competition, which has been sorely lacking. And and look, it can only lead hopefully to improvement in the competition. Um, I don't know, you know, across the board. Um, I don't know. Look, I've always said. And, and some coaches have said it on the record as well that uh, eventually in the next couple of years I'd like to see um, not have, you know, we've got a 12-team competition and eight to make the playoffs. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's sort of hard to take it seriously, right? And, and so there is, has been talk that maybe in a, in a few years we'll see that number drop down to maybe six teams making the playoffs. Um, so when it comes to decisions like that, that that's what it's going to be. Like, we're going to have an actual a governing body, one, uh, running the competition. Um, I, I, I'm guessing here they won't have autonomy to make decisions on how many teams will be in the comps. Still, um, uh, the actual national organisations will do that, but it's more about, what, 
time of games, no, competition not. rules. Yeah. Yeah, because there'll be look, there'll be representatives from you know there's going to be a board still. So, um, but yeah, I'd say it'd be more in terms of how many teams make like the playoff format as, as, um, specifically. As I say, like when you've got eight teams out of twelve making the playoffs, I think down the line, I'm not sure how soon this will happen. It could be three, four years, who knows? But I would imagine that'll that'll drop to six, and that'll be the you know, at most. Uh, I don't know if they'll go to four which is what a lot of people would even like to see. Um, but, yeah, look, look, there's still going to be New Zealand rugby and Australian rugby representatives and stays and things, but there's just going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be someone in charge, a commissioner, who you can go to, because at the moment it just doesn't have that. I'll get you out on this. I've just appointed you commissioner or CEO. What's the first thing you do? <laughs> well, the first thing I would do, seriously, is, is cut. I'd do it straight away. I wouldn't wait until three years old. I'd make it uh, six teams out of 12 make the playoffs, and the format would be the top two seeds get a first-round bye, and they face the winners of those the other uh, the other two semi-finals, I guess, um, or preliminary finals. You could call them whatever you want, but that's the first thing I'd do. Good on you, Rob. Thanks so much, mate. Always enjoy chatting. Go well. Go enjoy your day. I know you're busy. Thank you. Cheers, mate. No worries.